Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I was roped into starting this today. I didn't want to, but I got told I was gonna. (laughs) I honked the horn before I drove the bus over you, okay? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. So, you know, it's it's, a... the last Sunday of July when we're recording this, and to be quite honest with everybody, I got nothing. There's not a single hockey thought in my brain at the moment, and I can't dredge one up. So who else has got something? Good. You're already at the cabin. <laughs> I just had a question. Can you teach us your ways? <laughs> of not, not thinking about it? Not having anything in your head? Well, I mean, my head is usually cobwebs anyway, but. You guys don't want to fight about, you know, whether Dustin Brown should get a statue or not? Who? There's my answer. (laughs) That's what I figured. But, you know, each fan base their own. Yeah, whatever they want to do is fine for Ithaca, New York's own. Dustin Brown. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So who else? Who else should have? Shouldn't? Should have? Probably will get. Should have will get. I don't know what's future tense. What's future past tense? I don't even know. Um, a statue <laughs> in front of their arena. The arena in which they played. Um, Philadelphia Spectrum had a statue of Rocky sitting outside of it. I don't think anyone else has a right to complain, gripe, bemoan, anything about what fan base does what for whom outside of their corporate brand name publicly funded arena. But what's everybody going to carp about then? They'll still carp about it. I just literally won't care. Oh, okay. Because, again, the Spectrum had a statue of Rocky outside of it. I know. I saw it. Because they built the statue for the third Rocky movie, put it up on the steps, and then decided they needed to move it somewhere, so they put it outside the Spectrum because that made sense. Thoughts, requests, dedications, Pat? I mean, at the arena sponsorship for sale now.com arena out in LA, patent pending, they have like a bunch of statues, even to their broadcasters. Let them do whatever the heck they want. Dad, don't get. I'd put a statue of Bob Miller outside of just I'd put a statue outside of Bob Miller outside of the Anaheim Arena too because he made them more famous because he was the play-by-play announcer Play, in the Mighty Ducks. In the mo- yeah, exactly. So does that mean Minnesota should also give him a statue? He should have a statue everywhere. It's Bob Miller. Damn right he should. 
I mean, he wasn't in the third movie, but, you know, by association, he should have been in the third movie. You know, that kid was nice and all, but eh, let's go with a professional. I mean, how? what other, you know, Mighty Might AAA Bantam League in the world is going to have Bob Miller calling your games, right? I mean, come on. Bob frickin' Miller. Mm-hmm. But uh, put a damn statue, whomever you want, outside of whatever you want, and I and you and you bring up the, the the name of the stadium that shall not be named. I am so I'm still dying laughing. They paid for that in cash. <laughs> that Bitcoin. Yeah, not crypto. Yeah, because because smart. Smart swindlers aren't going to accept a deal from other smart swindlers for the BS that they're hawking. Right. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pay us in an actual currency, not this other crap. Mm-hmm. And that's how you should know that the this is a bad deal. If someone it's it's like PayPal, right? Someone asks you to PayPal something, <laughs> some stranger, and you're like, oh yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, at least PayPal has some safeguards in place. Sure. We're getting screwed. Um, and in other news, and I shared this in the chat, and many of you may have seen it. It was posted elsewhere. Um, or I'm going to steal a se- I'm going to steal a segment from the Sound of Hockey. My tweet of the week goes to one Miss Christina Marlowe, who, upon announcement that her husband's number 12 will be raised to the rafters as the very first San Jose Shark number to be retired in the franchise history which ought to tell you something considering they've been around quite a while um yeah her tweet was maybe this will inspire him to also start hanging up his shirts in the closet to which I say unto the Mrs. Marlowe bravo (laughs) Bravo. You remind us that he's not a hero. I mean, he can he can be a hero in some sense, but he's still just a man. And he's a big dumb man who doesn't know how to hang his shirt up in the closet. And could this please like give her not him her like a sponsorship deal with say the container store or, or something. Mm. Just just let's Dig into Patrick just a little. He's had his time in the sun. He has, and she has been at home, you know, throughout the majority of his career, raising all those small, you know, ankle biters. And yes, he has helped, but it's hard to help when you're gone for, you know, three months out of the year on the road again. She, you know, I, I, she'll get a ton of stuff, you know, at the at the sweater ceremony. Because they always do, right? They always yeah, get usually they, swag bag. They're, they're handed, you know, flowers from the player. Usually, if the player has any daughters, they'll get flowers as well. Oh, but they usually give them like gift. I mean, they, let me put it this way: in in the last few I've seen for some of the bigger players. Their family has been given gifts too. It's kind of like the thousand, you know, the thousand game. They get the silver stick and the painting and some, you know, 
wonky gift that means something to them. But the team is also throwing in, you know, like a full expense paid family trip to somewhere type thing. And spa like free spa like treatments and all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. You know, stuff that chicks like. Because uh-huh. that's how they think. We're going to remodel your kitchen. Great. She's not the one that does the cooking. You know? <laughs> That'd be my house, though, right? Right. We're going to we're going to gift you. We're going to gift your wife a, a, a full kitchen remodel. And she'd just look at me and go, yeah, just do whatever he wants, because he's the one that does all the cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So here's the real question. I'm going to steal this from another show, but you know what? I don't care. Should Dustin Brown's statue actually be a fountain? Huh. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going, don't you, Patrick? <laughs> I cannot claim credit for this idea. Credit should fully go to the Face Off Hockey Show this week. <laughs> but it had to have been. Was it Scotty? I it was Scotty or Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't oh remember which. But they both talked about the water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to oh. be him holding the cup, but. God, that would be epic. Well, he can still be holding the cup, but it can still be a fountain. Yeah, but it's funnier if it's coming out of the water bottle facing the This is This show. is true. I mean, well, he can be, yeah. I hope they I hope they put the cup over his head because if they like if if they hold you know if they do it like he's kind of drinking out of it or something that's just going to make me want to go down there at some point and vandalize it and turn the cup around <laughs> so it looks like he's trying to drink out of the out of the bottom of it. Mhm. <clears throat> mhm. Oh, yes, it does need to be a <laughs> The world needs more fountains. Uh, you know what? It kind of does. Mm-hmm. And so now that Dustin Brown can be the stay-at-home dad, does his wife Nicole get to become AGM sooner rather than later for the Kings? You know, I'd love that. Because, I mean, she she does work for she is the executive director of their junior kings and la lions programs Mm -hmm. so you know she's already working in the organization has some experience was she the better college player than he was who's to say she didn't have a, a, a professional league she could go to in earnest back in 2003 I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I'm totally down with it. And no conflict of interest is if anyone cared anyway. But still, there's no conflict of who cares. There's no conflict of anything. She's I mean, not a that's, lawyer. That's hockey in a nutshell. Oh, I know. <clears throat> I know. I know. The whole thing's a conflict of interest. <laughs> I worked. I worked as a as a contractor for the government for ten years, and there was a whole every year I had to do this training on conflict of interest and disclosing, you know, other streams of of uh, income and you know all this other stuff. So it's like automatic for me to be like, 
spouses working for the same place is that a conflict of interest yeah so it just comes out of my mouth i don't really mean anything by it it's hockey they don't get it they're already married so you can't worry about any of their harassment or any of that crap well potentially um hopefully knock on wood um so you know outside of who wears the pants in the family anna um as most wives often do especially Mm -hmm. in hockey Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so watch nazim kadri get signed like you know in the next 15 minutes no lou's not gonna let the details slip there was actually an islanders um blogger reporter i don't know someone who who came out and said that yesterday or the day before about you know chances are lou's going to announce the cadre like signing like during training camp when it happened in in july and I'm like, huh, I think I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, I wonder where we heard that before. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Um, yeah, well, you know, there's only so much protection I can put on our stream, guys. Morning. <laughs> um, oh, dear God, I had something and it just ran away from me. Come back, please, come back. Audrey? Wait, wait, wait. Are- Blue? Are you John Klingberg's ex? That was it. Ex agent? agent? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say agent there. <laughs> yeah, that's what Thank I was you. looking for. Well, you know, not that it would matter. No, um, no then I'd have to be questioning well, what I'm missing in this discussion. <laughs> hey, I don't, right. judge, I don't judge anyone else's that's lifestyle. That's fine. I don't give two poops what you do as long as you don't make things worse for everyone else. That's all I care about. Um, yeah, boy, if that wasn't a tell me you 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 Taylor Hall pooch screwed uh, the entire last 14 months without actually saying your agent Taylor Hall pooch screwed the last 14 months. I just, wow. It was less than like 48 hours. I've canned my agent. Hey, I've got a one-year, seven million dollar deal. You know, makes me wonder what else that, what else his former agent dropped the ball on, prospectively. They had a case to to go to market. Given okay. what the top right-handed shooting offensive defenseman has got each and every offseason. But the problem was all the general managers spent all their cash each of the past few off seasons. So they were all pinched. There wasn't that one or two teams out there. What surprises me is they didn't have a a plan B or C, like a short term, like three year, four year deal. Hockey players actually having future plans. What? Agents (laughs) having future plans for oh uh, 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 sorry okay which right. goes back to patrick's question if he screwed the pooch on this one what else did he mess up right i mean 
Because that was probably the last straw, right? That's why he fired him finally. Uh, more than likely is that, you know, speculate. Obviously, uh, this is 100% speculation. None of these are actual informed opinions, nor do we have any evidence to support our hypotheses right at this moment. And if you experience delusions of grandeur for more than four hours, welcome to America. Um, <laughs> then you too are a narcissist. And then you can also, anyway, because um, there were long-term deals, everything sort of out there and reported hinted that there were long-term deals from the stars sitting there. Not at the dollar value that they wanted. And it doesn't sound like they backed up and said, okay, well, if you're not going to give it to, a, if you're not going to give us, you know, the term and the dollar value we want, how about we get the dollar value we want and shorter term? You know, and, you know, like give us two years at 7 million and, you know, we'll go ring the bell in two years when the cap increases. Cause that's, that's what I don't get with some of these players that are holding out for like these, I, I do get it, but I kind of don't get it. Um, these guys that are holding out for, you know, term, it's like, why take a two year deal now at, at a, at a reasonable amount. Cause in a couple years, everything is pointing to the cap, making a significant jump. Then you go ring the bell. Yep. I've um, never, I've never understood personally like going for term anyway but then i've also worked in a number of um toxic work environments where if i had to be stuck there for longer than you know i needed to be um i probably would have you know joined a monastery become a buddhist nun <laughs> would have been gone <laughs> You know, and I we keep hearing this. I, I just keep hearing, you know, oh, he wants a seven-year deal. Why? Right now, why? You're going to get locked into a lower dollar amount than you would in two years. Do you, oh, well, there's risk to injury. Okay, well, you know what? That's fatalistic thinking, and <laughs> I can't worry about tomorrow today. You know, plan for the future. Don't plan for the worst of your future. It's the players who need that those long-term contracts the most that aren't getting them. And they're the ones, I think the reason they want to lock in is because they, you know, again, it's the free agency age, right? It's because they know that the backside of their career, you know, there's potentially a downhill. Yeah. And I want to, I want to get what I can, you know, be damned with making more money. You know, it's the guarantee, right? It's a guarantee contract. I want to get what I can now because in four years, you know, I'm not going to be worth this amount type thing. And let's be real. There was only one Vinny LeCavalier who could take advantage of both sides. So. Oh, Vinny. Or Vinny. And honestly, <laughs> players who end up in trade rumors who get dealt at the deadline just happen to see their values inflated do they not right doesn't that work out best yeah for both sides and also 
why are they assuming that they're going to be worse in a couple years? Shouldn't they be changing up what they do in order to help push that off for longer? Robots, programming, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Does not compute. Mm-hmm. Does not compute. If it did, PK Subban would have had a contract by now, but his his workout style while he is a 1% of the 1% physically fit, well-trained athlete. It's detrimental to his performance. And his back. Yeah. Now, I've had a question. I've not had a chance to sit down with any of my friends who who are learned professionals, either doctors or physios. If you can come back from that. Like once you once you stop overtraining and maybe start doing, you know, like yoga and other things to help. I want to say I want to say counteract the tightness that you have just built into your muscles over all these years. I don't see why not. I mean, you know, it's it's a matter of readjusting your workout, right? Knowing what what you did wrong so you can avoid doing that in the future and then what you can do to improve your situation. So like if you, if you, you said yoga, if you go and do yoga on a regular basis, that should stretch everything out and realign things and, and make everything looser. But if he does that and then goes back to his previous workout routine, then there's no point. Right. You're just, basically taking two steps forward and two steps backwards and it's like the whole dieting thing right it's like you go and you diet you lose a bunch of weight and then you're thinking okay i can go back to how it was and you can't because that's how you got that weight in the first place <laughs> you know all yeah. the more reason to create the summer league over in europe and they hire yaramir yager look at you as the motivational speaker so we can learn his secret mm. look at you for a percentage of your contract <laughs> He's got to keep that team afloat somehow. Yeah. Look at you sliding that right back in there. Yeah. Gotta your ideas, man. Jeez, just slide you, you and your European summer league. You think you think they want to play hockey in the summer in Europe? It sounds a lot better than Minnesota to me. I guess it would depend on where the where the locations were. I'm doing my David Cross. Uh, I don't. Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God in heaven! This has gone goofy. Um, yeah, okay. We've always been goofy. Oh, you gosh. That's how we like it best. It really kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go back to the contract thing, how many times did you hear so far commentators saying, you know, this is really good a really good deal for him. It's going to be bad for the team in three or four years. 
Yeah, and that's that's an, yeah, that's that's why that's why I keep coming back to toxic work environments, right? Where yes, you're guaranteed this money, you're guaranteed um, the length of the contract to play, but once you become a boat anchor, you know, for the team, then it's not a it can't be a pleasant experience to be like going to the rink every day knowing that no one really wants you there you know or everyone expects you to be treated and because you know you, you start getting side-eyed because you won't you won't waive your no no move no trade clause right i mean it's like why yeah people start avoiding you because you're quote unquote a disruption, your distraction, you know, it, it's just, they look at the number of years and they think, oh, I'm golden. And they don't recognize the fact that, you know, usually by year three or four, at that point, you're screwed. Because at that point, either you're you financially handicapped to the team that you're with, or your abilities due to injuries or age or whatever have gone so far downhill that you no longer they can't justify the salary cap hit for what you do. And on top of that, if you have a no move, no trade clause, well, that just makes them not like you even more because you're not easy to move. And so it's, it's, I mean, how many times have we seen outside of like um, Sidney Crosby or um McDavid, you know, where they've signed these huge long contracts and inevitably at year three or four, sometimes five, everybody's trying to unload it. But enough about Jonathan Taveras. Mm. Have you heard that there's actually like rumblings that they're they're trying to get they're they're thinking about trying to figure out how to move him to the wing because playing center is still is is starting to take a toll on him. <laughs> like, yeah. Boy, who could have ever seen that coming? Uh, um, yeah, how can you move a guy? Why don't you just tell him that you have to play there now? <laughs> well, <laughs> why, why do you have to be all like, how can we how can we get him to move? It's like you're the coach. You tell him that he needs to move. And if he doesn't like it, he's benched. I mean, you know, what, uh, what is the uh, hard thing here? <laughs> you, I mean, you think the coach has that kind of power over the press? Yeah, it's true. It's drama. Well, I mean, honestly, David Quinn should just tell Eric Carlson, you're a winger now. Why not? That, I'll be honest with you, that would save his career. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because, as, as we have noted a number of times, he physiologically cannot play defense at the level that he's being paid. He could easily play on the wing at that level. Oh, yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, that was always the running joke, you know, with 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 Burns. Well, that it's, he was a forward for a while. Right. He was he was playing forward. Then Todd McClellan, I think, moved him to defense when they were in he, Iowa. I think he played junior as a defender. And then they, when he was brought up to the minors, they moved him to wing. So I think originally he started out as a defender. Well, but I don't I, remember for I, sure. I just... Yeah, I just remember it was it was in Iowa, and I was I'm 95% sure it was Todd McClellan when Iowa was Minnesota's farm team, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm 95% sure I'm 95% sure it was Todd McClellan that did it. 
you're one for two. It was Houston. Was it? Oh, damn it. It was one. Okay. So, but it was McClellan. God, God dang it. Yeah, they moved their their minor league affiliate around a lot during the early days. Sort of like Tampa, right? I can never remember which one of the four upstate, you know, cities in New York it was in. When in doubt, guess Utica. <laughs> Actually, no, I was going to say when in doubt, Syracuse, but. Um, <clears throat> no, they were in Virginia before that. That I don't remember. <laughs> um, I do, because I used to go, I used to sit in the press box and go to games. <laughs> well, now. <laughs> but that's another story entirely. Um, <laughs> and then they moved to, so, so total sidetrack. I know shock and, and awe and all that. Um, so Tampa's farm team was in Norfolk. Norfolk won the Calder Cup. And then literally three days later, there'd been rumors that, you know, so this was June. There'd been rumors since like, uh, the, and this was 2012, that from the January before that they were going to relocate the farm team and nobody was believing it, nobody was believing it. And like three days after they won the Calder Cup, it was announced that they were moving to Syracuse. God, you know. That was Iserman. I used, the minute you said Norfolk, I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember the Norfolk. And then I completely forgot that Norfolk was in Virginia. So, you know, dear God in heaven. <sighs> Patrick, 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 Patrick. Um, I'm I. This word's gonna. This this phrase is gonna come out of my mouth, and it is it is going to cause me some form of physical pain. Okay. And Holland did a good thing with yes, you pull your RV. Take a deep breath; it'll be fine. For okay. now, Patrick. For now, <laughs> don't get too tense, okay? He has plenty of time to mess this up. Uh, 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 uh. I don't think there's any way for him to mess. Oh, no, I can't even do that. No, he'll still Jordan Neverly this thing. I have a weird feeling. Um, I still don't believe that the market was that depressed for him. And I still, I still don't believe that internally anybody in the organization wanted him gone. I, honest to God, feel that was 100% external. 100% external. There may be like a couple people that were like, oh, you know, he didn't have a really great office, you know. But I think that may have been more of a case of, well, we're not going to pay him four or four and a half or five million rather than we want to get rid of him. We want to jettison him. But I... I'd I'd uh, I'd happily take him in Seattle. Let Seattle be the dumping ground for all the good players that nobody supposed nobody ends up wanting for some reason. Because he'll he'll have Beniers and Shane Wright, and he can sign a little bit longer term deal, 
and sort of be that, you know, because they uh, Seattle needs to trade Everly this season. They have to. They need to get something for him um, while they can. And I can't imagine he's, you know, he's kind of Phil Kesseling right now. You know, he's still going to put up his points, but they're not going to be, you know, what he could do, the points he could be putting up on a better team. Mm-hmm. Because he, like Kessel, needs needs a playmate. Um, <clears throat> and I just don't think Veneers and Wright are going to be that for a couple of seasons. So I would rather send Everly back to Edmonton. There you go. Ed- Everly for, for Pulley Yarby. And Seattle retains, so they'll make it work. Well, they may not even have to, but probably make it a more uh, desirable deal. Yeah. Just because Edmonton will have two players on LTIR, presumably, if they don't already, in Clefbaum and Smith. So when you go to Cap Friendly and you see them over, well, not so fast. They're going to fudge the numbers. They are not the Vegas Golden Knights who are screwed in perpetuity for forgetting math exists. This is the price they have to pay for the expansion draft that they had. No. No. This is the price (laughs) they had to pay for their owner. Yeah. And their owner going bonkers and demanding a cup within the first five years and, you know, basically telling the entirety of his franchise, hang the expense, we want to win now. Because holy hell, no, they didn't forget math exists. They, they're using metric <laughs> They're using the metric cap, and then somebody's going, no, 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 it's U.S. dollars. Wait, what? No. It's all Canadian to us. Jesus. And, boy, and we all, no, not we, I won't say we all. I'll say for myself, I had that 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 faint pipe dream of Pacioretty Stone and and Eichel playing on a line for a few games and holy hell, absolutely none of that ever came to fruition. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's your fault for thinking it, is it? It, it kind of is, <laughs> and and now now I gotta wonder if we're gonna start the you know the more of the free Jack Eichel <laughs> type stuff because. No, I think at this point it's going to be a uh, you made your bed, you get to sleep in it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, he didn't have a uh, it's hard to say he didn't have a choice but he, he kind of had it's kind of like picking between two sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> you know, in his situation, right? He wanted out of Buffalo, and so the only suitors at the table were going to be teams that were, you know, equally bad 
and we're going to have to give up a metric ton of assets to get you, which means they were going to be even worse. Or somebody like Vegas who could give up a metric ton of assets and mismanage their cap. So... I still feel sad for him because he really he didn't he didn't do anything to deserve this right he took a stand for the right reasons yes Yes. that's 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 what i'm saying is is he stood up for the long-term his long-term prospects and with a surgery that he firmly believed in and had evidence to support his stance that it was going to be better for him. And then ended up being foist upon a team that is the keystone cops of cap management. Mm-hmm. And, and I he say, will still have the potential to put up, say, a hundred point season. Yes. Mm-hmm. As long as that hand is fully healthy and his training has he hasn't been injured. And he's and there's enough people on the roster that can run with him because it's going to start getting pretty weird. It's the here best team he will have ever played with. Yeah. Since well, outside of Team North America, may it rest in peace. <laughs> TNA, baby. TNA. Yeah, you know, Marcia So Stone. And I think, oh, actually. Or even Smith. And. Boy, they still got. Oh, Jesus. They still got. I forgot they hadn't done the Keegan Colasar deal. Man, they got a. They have got a hefty tap dance to pull here. Mm hmm. I mean, but once again, this is why they traded for Shea Weber, because they're going to do some fuzzy accounting, but they're still in trouble. Yeah. Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah, because Colasar was going to be. Oh, I forgot he was no longer on an ELC. Yeah, Colasar was going to be one of those ELC, you know, early entry, non, you know, like two or three million dollar players that was going to, you know, be able to run with those top six guys. Yeah. And I would be shocked if he doesn't go to arbitration. As we reach that point of, you know, early August when, oh, magically all these RFA deals quickly get wrapped up nice and neatly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying Keegan is going to be a good player because he was a Seattle Thunderbird, okay? I'm honest to goodness. Uh-huh. Now, why would anyone think you were doing that? Well, I'm not a Thunderbirds guy, actually. I was a silver no. tip guy. <gasps> exactly. Yeah. What? I knew that. Yeah. yeah. I was neither, so yeah. Uh-huh, you know. I uh, was Tacoma Rockets before they left yeah, to the yeah, Kelowna. Yeah. This is me sticking my tongue out at you. You can't see uh-huh. it. Yeah, no, I, I don't need to see it to know that's exactly what you were doing. Just cut to the quick here. I just, it's just, in, it's implied. Ah, 
Good, good, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Now, why? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Huh. Cap Gymnastics is going to be fun. Oh, concern, and, and nobody and nobody is still doing the thing that they need to do. God damn you people. Okay, uh, this is the question I was going to ask. Rasmus Sandine offer sheet. <laughs> Weaponize the cap in a totally different way. <clears throat> Sorry, go on. What, what, what are you going to say, Pat? There was that, and then... Who's going to swallow their pride and realize I'm making a big deal out of this? The media makes a de big deal out of this, but it'll actually be good for our club. Philip J. Kessel. Where is he going? Where do you want to get a point six five points per game player in your top six? Yes, I said top six. Deal with that, hockey men. And wouldn't you know it, Minnesota curiously has, you know, they don't have much cap space and they only have 11 forward sign. And, oh, isn't there some crazy Pittsburgh connection between a former player and a former front office executive. Where do you happen to go to school? And if they're not a team in Canada, it's just so many boxes checked. Okay. I'm throwing it out here. The Islanders. Who's to say he's not already with the Islanders? Bingo. Who's to say? <laughs> See, I was going to say Columbus. Well, Islanders. They would have announced it by now. Islanders only have three people they need to deal with in RFAs. Well, actually, well, one's a 10-2. But two, off, two RFAs. They're sitting and on. I, I have to figure two of those are done. Well, they're probably all done. Lose, you know. Bellows, that could be an interesting one, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I'm sure, I think they got Bellows done. Um, that gives Maddie Barzell a running mate, someone to play with, someone not named Josh Bailey or Brock Nelson, because you need Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey to run around with Anders Lee more than anyone. Yeah. And, you know, as good of a professional as Kyle Palmieri, um, he is a bottom six player. Yeah. On maybe a good team. Yes. On a good team. Yeah. Maybe Bolelier steps up and Oliver Wallstrom steps up, but Philip J. Castle in an Islanders uniform would be my everything. <laughs> So here's my question. What does Arizona get to get them above the cap floor? They're the only team actually under it right now. 
Um, I think they are looking at... They just have to re-sign one of their two RFAs. Oh, sure. Make me click, make me click on the team name so I have to see what's on. What no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out. And, and this is going to create utter chaos. Naturally. And will cause howls and threats and derisive comments to be thrown at me. I'm waiting for the name. I, so, in a, day that ends in y. <laughs> a day that ends in Y for you, Patrick? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Let's hear the name. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yes, he has a full no move, but that contract runs out in 28-29. And it's a 5-1 AAV. And of course, like all of these ridiculous contracts, it starts to tail off in the last three years. Well, actually four years. Okay. And I, 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 he's not Patrick. bringing. He's not bringing five million dollars of worth to the team. I'm sorry. Patrick, who, yes. who signed that contract besides Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Who was the GM? Peter Shirelli. No, no, no. Who who signed that current contract? Oh, yeah. When is Ken Holland ever? Traded away a guy he has signed. I, I, and given right. some of the other situations in in Edmonton, I'm not sure Holland will be in the hot seat this season. Oh no, they always threw the players under the bus first. Yeah, it's because the entire illegitimate the media. illegitimate media up there carries water for the old boys network like no one else's business mm -hmm. I I know he's not prone to but this is one of those he's 29 it goes forever his numbers are decent but they're not 5 million a year decent Especially when you're looking at your, you're going to have to give up something for Arizona to take it. And they're already light in, the, in their own prospect pool. And you need to clear money. You need to clear a lot more money. Because you have two years left. With Dry Saddle and McDavid. Wait, 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 wait. I have to confirm this, but somebody on Twitter is saying that Nazem Kadri's Wikipedia uh, page has been updated so that he is now currently playing for the New York Islanders. Yeah, that's a joke. Is it? Oh, God, yeah. Anyone okay. can have, 
Anyone can update. Oh, I know. It's Wikipedia page. No. I know, and that's why I said I had to like so, confirm. I hadn't done that yet. Somebody's screwing around, and God love them. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like when you know it's like when they go and change the owner of a team to you know, they they change the owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs to Connor McDavid when he walked Morgan Riley. Oh no no now so I go I went to his actual Wikipedia page and it actually says that he's currently playing for the New York Rangers. So yeah, even even better because. So that's getting messed up. Uh, but anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Go on. Sorry, I'm sorry no, about got, the. I am. I'm not going to jump to conclusions until I see those summer training fo- photos, just like we saw of Zach Parise <laughs> in the blue and orange pants. Uh-huh. You know, no, you know what I want. I want. <laughs> I want him to have to go through. Where would you? Would you fly into LaGuardia to hit Long Island? Uh yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's it's easier to get out of LaGuardia they, than it is uh, uh, JFK. JFK. Yeah. And yeah. If you play there, you're not even thinking of Newark. So. Exactly. Well, heck All no. <laughs> no, I want I want him I want him to be flying through LaGuardia to go somewhere, and them to bury trots it right. Barry Trotz was at the Seattle Tacoma International. Oh, I wonder if he's right, going to be right, the first right. coach. You know, now Cadre was in LaGuardia. I wonder if he's here meeting with the Highlanders. No, it would end up being JFK because you don't get a lot of like connecting flights at LaGuardia, but that would still like get no. the rumor mill going. For the people who don't realize that LaGuardia is an easier place to get in and out of than JFK is. Yeah, but JFK is a much prettier um, takeoff and landing. Yeah. It's all about, yeah. yeah. I haven't been into LaGuardia in a long, long time, so I can't really say. Yeah, com- coming, in over the, coming in over the south of Manhattan and landing, you know, kind of on the water is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. It's less cool when you're in the very last row of a 747 <laughs> and it is windy as all hell and you're taking, turbulence off, going on. <laughs> and you're taking off from LaGuardia and the rear end of the plane drops six feet and you're looking at the river going, hmm, I can swim. River, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, that was, that was, I have rarely been terrified in an airplane. That one scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I, sure. I would love Philip J. Castle to go to Edmonton, but maybe, hey, there you go. Trade, sign and trade. Arizona signs Philip J. Castle for five and trades him to the, uh, trades him to the Oilers for straight up for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan can go be a 1C in Arizona. And he'd probably still put up the same numbers. But, you know, he'd become a star in Arizona for putting up those numbers. <laughs> I mean, he put up 52 points last year on a the, the AHL, EHL, ECHL team. And Ryan Nugent put up 50 on the Oilers. You see what I'm saying? 
you're paying, you know, I would pay a million dollars a point for Phil Kelsel over a million dollars a point for Mil- from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> Even though it's not a million dollars a point, I don't care. You get the point. <laughs> and he is a career, he's a career 50 point, 70 game guy. That's just great guy. Good player, not at five and a quarter, or five and a third. That 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 signing, hell, even the McTavish signing, you know, the the six mil one before that, that was a uh, our guy signing. This is our guy. That's the Oilers doing Oilers things, right? Once an Oiler, always an Oiler type thing. Well, yeah, because they pay you too much money. Nobody else will take you and retire. <laughs> you just move into the front office and make the same decisions as the guys before you. Yeah, you got two years left with Drysdale and McDavid. You better do the thing and you better do it now. Because Drysdale is going to cost you buco bucks. It's going to cost someone. Talk about a man that timing, (laughs) right? That ended up lucky in his timing. He's going to be a free agent right pretty much when that cap explodes. You can't tell me that even a 27 or 28-year-old Leon Dreisaitl, so long as he keeps putting up points, isn't going to get, you know, 12, 13 from someone at that point. Yeah, to everyone who said his contract was bad, screw you. <laughs> you didn't know what you were looking at. Look, I was saying 8 by 8 offer sheet the whole time, knowing yeah. it wouldn't work. I would have loved for Carolina to do that. If the, if the current, Do you think if the current administration of Carolina was in place back yes. then they would have yes. i think they would have too hey i think they but but edmonton was easily in a position to match that's where it got tricky and that's why i don't think anyone really did it but he got eight by 8.5 bargain oh absolute for it, it's the new nathan mckinnon contract yeah it is it really is Hey, Tyler Ennis is still available. You know who else is still available? Sam Steele. Sam Steele. I kind of want to see what Sam Gagne could do on a team going for it. Because I thought he played really well with Detroit the past few seasons. I'd actually like to see him back in Detroit. I would, too. This is probably his last chance at an NHL contract, so I would love to see him, you know, get what he can get. And and how isn't okay? This one, how is Sonny Milano still out there? I was just looking at that one, or him. Sorry, (laughs) person. So far, Paperbeek is batting a thousand. In his short tenure as Ducks GM. 
What does he know? In theory, he should know quite a bit. I in theory. <laughs> uh, but to not get a qualifying offer still may be the most baffling baffling story of this offseason. I'd sign him for two million. You know the you know there is a talent there and you know there's a talent there if he can get you 20 you know and he's tickled 15 he's tickled yeah this was his best year in the NHL and he averaged less than 14 minutes a game yeah He, he reminds me of a Chris Draper. Still bitter years and years later in his life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody you could get for a buck. Um, somebody that plays that middle six minutes. Maybe his defensive game isn't as strong as Draper's is, but if he gets you 15, maybe he tickles 20, those are the guys that win you cups. Yeah. Especially on a, you know, especially on a 2 million type contract. Yeah. And he wasn't dining out on power play points. He didn't have an outrageous shooting percentage. Yeah, it was just. Wonder, he... Are they punishing Zegras? Possibly. Instead of guy with personality and celebrating that, he's like, oh, guy with personality, that means that you're not like conforming and you're standing out and putting yourself before the team, even though that's. Probably not the case. Yeah. He really wasn't. He just had fun and God. Oh, I know. I mean, but you know, hockey men. Oh, I know. God forbid anyone should actually have fun, have personality, be outspoken, actually be themselves. <laughs> like, wouldn't he in a in a different world, wouldn't he be a perfect fit for Vegas? Should they actually be able to sign anyone besides the six skaters that they have currently? <laughs> like, they have the centers to play with. Yeah, I think he'd have too many off-ice issues. <laughs> that hasn't stopped players getting pay raises this offseason. Oh, I know. He, he's someone who enjoys life, and you can enjoy life to um, quite an extent in Vegas. So. <laughs> I got news for you, Cassie. Huh. You can enjoy life to the fullest extent in any city. Oh, I choose. know. Oh, I know. <laughs> You know, this is this is like the 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 state like Manhattan, tax right? crap, right? Yeah, boy, nobody's ever gotten in trouble or had fun in Manhattan. Right. <laughs> nobody's ever gotten in trouble or had fun in Ve- in uh, Nashville. 
<laughs> Certainly nothing nefarious has ever happened down in Florida. You know, except uh, for that one fishing trip because guys went fishing on an off day. Yeah. Oh dear God, not fishing. Nobody's ever got. You know, it's so hard to find trouble in Los Angeles. I know, right? Just, you know, it's the state income tax crap all over again. If they're if you're gonna find trouble, you're gonna be able to find trouble in any major city. Okay, well, except maybe Edmonton, um, and Calgary, ah, eh, Winnipeg too, maybe. I mean, come on. No, you're right. Yeah, I I I get there's more glitz. But it's I think more I, obvious is what it's more overt. Yes. And I think the reason that everyone has an issue with it is because that's where everyone else goes to be debaucherous. So they think that everybody who lives there is also as debaucherous as they are. Well, no, you're literally leaving somewhere else to come here specifically to do that. And then you go home. I have a friend who lives in Vegas and all the locals never even go to the strip unless they work there. I know. It's like living at the beach. Right. Unless you literally can walk out your back door and go to the coast, you don't go on the regular. Yeah. If no, I, every Vegas native that I've ever met, it's like, oh, hell no. You know, we barely even go into, we barely even go into the strip for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, or interesting except, or whatever. Yeah. It, they'll go in, like, if there's a band they want to see that's, that's doing, um, Concert? Residency? Uh, thank you. That was what I was looking for. A residency, they may go in. But, no. Nah. It's it's where everyone else goes to be debauchery. They, they come in, they do their debauchery, and then they leave. The people mm-hmm. that live there aren't constantly doing that. No, they're just living their lives like anyone else in any other city. As much as people would like to paint it as a modern Gomorrah. Yeah. Okay. Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> this has been the 3 v 3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. <laughs>